0: Welcome back to the Inside Podcast. My name is Sean, aka the Funny Guy. I need people to understand that if I text you, H E H E, it's not. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's funny. It is Tuesday, August twenty fourth. Hopefully, an absolutely amazing day, as always. Hopefully, I don't know. Life's good. <laughs> I don't know why I always go like the second. Hopefully, I don't even plan on anything to say. I just. Kind throw it out there and hope something comes to mind. But usually nothing comes to mind. Uh, so, maybe I should just stop doing that. Either way, my day, going pretty decent. My mouse came. My new mouse came. Uh, it's one of those things that I purchased. I talked about yesterday. Like I've been buying a lot of stuff. Yeah, one of those things was a new mouse. So, I think I mentioned it in passing, like, an episode or two ago, or at least a couple episodes ago. Uh, my mouse was, like, glitching out. Uh, And this is like the second time this has happened. I was having this problem a few months ago. Like I mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, And at that time, I got a new mouse. I got a Bluetooth mouse instead of a wired mouse. Uh, But like, it sucked. (laughs) I'm not a Bluetooth person when it comes to things like that. Like we need like solid, uh, direct input. Like, instantaneous input, I guess you can say. Like, Bluetooth, not the way to go. At least in my opinion. Uh, So, yeah, I ended up returning that mouse and tried to fix my old mouse. And I did fix it. Generally fixed it. It worked fine since then up until, like, this week or last week. Uh, So, yeah, I got this new one. I like it. It's got the RGBs on it. (laughs) The other one, it had, I mean, it technically had RGBs. Uh, But it was, like, assigned to the DPI you had it set to, so there was three DPI settings, like, what, 600, 400, 800, and 1600? I always use 1600, which was red. Uh, But this one, for one, has more DPI settings. It goes up to, like, 3200, which is stupid fast. I don't even know how anyone could, like, feasibly use that. I want to get to, like, get to the point of using, like, an insanely high DPI. Like... 1600 is comfortable for me because I've been using it for the last four years or five years. I've been using uh, 1600 DPI. Uh, But like, I want to get up to like the 32 because that's like, that's like, it's, (laughs) it's like, okay, so with 1600, right? I slightly move my wrist ever so slightly, you know, I get the mouse all the way across the screen, right? It's like, I don't actually have to move my hand that much it's all just like wrist action and then since i have like a claw grip i use my fingers to go up and down to move the mouse up and down and then like my wrist to go left and right but like if you're using like 3200 bro you just look at the mouse bro like <laughs> and the curse is on the other side of the screen like it's insanely fast like it's just oof but it's got some really dope rgb's on it it's got some pretty good rgb settings it's got like seven different colors a couple different lighting settings uh, but, like, I'm not that big into the crazy, like, the crazy, goofy RGBs. Like, I prefer a nice, solid color. Like, like the breathing, the breathing uh, configuration, like, the colors, like, you know, it's like, it's breathing. That's a pretty nice one, too. I like that one. But, like, I don't like the whole, like, uh, always, like, fading to a bunch of different colors. Like, like it's so distracting, in my opinion. Because it's, it's right there right? on the corner of my eye. I would see, like, the mouse, like, constantly changing colors. Although, my keyboard technically does that it's so like I have my keyboard set to where it's like each key is lit up a different color and it changes colors whenever you press the key right so like as you're typing the keys are changing colors but like it's different there because for one the lighting kind of from the keyboard is not that bright the RGBs on this mouse are practically a freaking flashlight so <laughs> it's insanely bright uh but you know I, I I just, I don't get the entire use of all the RGB settings. Same with my keyboard, too, because like my keyboard has like a hundred freaking different lighting modes, but like I just leave it at this one with like the switching colors whenever you press the key, because one, it's pretty dope. And two, I can't do the whole like entire keyboard. It's just like a rainbow of moving color like that would probably give me like a seizure. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Okay, so. This is just so random. Just guys said the word seizure and colors. Uh, so I met this girl like last year when I went to Savannah. Uh, it was one of the girls in the group. Well, she didn't go out with us, uh, but like I met her earlier when Jay and I went to the mall. We met up with a couple of them, a couple of the girls in the group. Uh, but she had epilepsy, right? And so apparently, so I think I, I like I don't know anything about. Living with epilepsy, like I know what epilepsy is, I know uh the cognitive things that happen with it, but like, I don't know what it's like to actually live with it. I've never actually met anyone who had epilepsy, and so she explained to me how like it's difficult to or it was difficult for her to get her a license because like flashing lights like from uh ambulance or a fire truck like it could trigger like uh, a seizure for her, so like she had to go through a bunch of like hoops to like get her license but the, the funny thing well this shouldn't be funny but it's kind of funny <laughs> the funny thing was that uh so one of the other friends was like having kind of fun of her a little bit and she was like yes yeah, so whenever we're driving and an ambulance like goes by i tell her to like look away or cover her eyes but it's like she's attracted to the lights as if she wants to have a seizure so she'll just stare at the ambulance <laughs> i don't know that's funny to me <laughs> but yeah either way yeah, I can't do the whole like flashing light stuff when it comes to to my peripherals like that. Uh, but you know, you have to have RGBs just in general if you want to have like a gamer setup. A gamer setup is not complete without the RGBs. Uh, although technically, like I don't really have like a legit gamer setup. I'm not, I don't have like the poser gamers because I see a poser setup is like you know a pretty beefy machine but with no RGBs on it. That's a poser setup. Or you're not a developer. Uh, you're a digital media person, like doing stuff like that, you know, but mostly you're a poser, <laughs> but me, see, I got the, the, the game peripherals. I was in the gamer setup. Like I don't need, I need the, the actual device. I got the keyboard, I got the metal skull, I got jazz, but I need the device coming. Uh, so like my lab partner in chem, oh no, don't do that. Don't do that okay, <laughs> my lab partner in chem, uh, he actually builds computers, so, like, he built his whole setup, and showed it to me last week, it's an absolutely gorgeous setup, he's got, like, the nice glass tower, all the RGBs, a water-cooled uh, CPU with the, the RGB water-cooling uh, tubes, like, it's a clean, so, it's your typical, like, gamer PC setup, but it's a clean setup, also, is a 3070, so, like, he's... he's He's living nice. <laughs> He's set up pretty nice. But like I told him, I might have to like run him some money, get him to build me a setup, something like that. Because you know he said that he would be a hundred percent down the dues or something like that. Uh, like if I went to like pay for the the stuff, yeah, like he wouldn't even like charge me to like set it up or anything like that. I think he thinks we're best friends or like buddies. <laughs> not saying that like we're not buddies. Ah, I like the kid. He's a pretty good kid. Uh, but like, we've only like technically talked like three times, we've only been to class like literally three times, we've in a lab twice, uh, but he seems to have gotten attached to me a little bit, <laughs> like there's a bunch of other stuff that's involved with it, but one of those things was like, yeah, he'll just like, yeah, I'll set you up with a PC, I got you, so yeah, you know, I, I might I might actually do, Kyrie don't need that much stuff, you know, like, I just need the actual tower, I can get a really nice display pretty easily, kind of like what I talked about yesterday with the exponential growth of technology and all the advancements of all that stuff. It's like you can get a nice 4K display, pretty good size uh, with a pretty high refresh rate for $100, probably less than $100 nowadays. And on top of that, like, I already have the purpose, I got the mouse, like I said, I got the keyboard. So like, all I need is just the tower and then I would just get a display, and I would have the gaming setup. It would be clean. It would be nice. Speaking of my keyboard, actually, so I figured it was time to go to like the next stage of upgrading the keyboard, which was to purchase some new keycaps, and you know that would really make the, this board my own, uh, because like I've done the internal modifications to personalize the board with like the the foam and the modified stab, not stabs switches and all that stuff but it's internal right you know now i gotta really make it my own by doing the external stuff because like i got so the keycaps that i got were technically got two sets of keycaps uh, I was really dope looking white set of keycaps it's like thin lettering on them uh they also have mandarin subscript on them even though I don't speak Mandarin, nor do I even know how to read Mandarin. <laughs> but, like, it just looked really cool. So, you know, I just wanted it, so I had to get it. <laughs> but then I got some extra keycaps, like these, like, nice pastel, like, metal-engraved pastel keycaps for, like, my function keys, like, my arrow keys, uh, the alt, function, control, command keys, like, so, like, that's so like, you have, like, a border... Of these pastel colors for the keycaps from the bottom, and then you have the main actual board. This nice white color—it's gonna look cool, okay? (laughs) It's gonna look cool. That's all I'm saying. It's coming tomorrow or technically today when you're hearing this, Uh, and I'm excited. I'm pretty hyped because like this is keycaps are a big deal, you know. Because like that's what you see and touch the most on a keyboard. It's pretty much all you actually see and touch on a keyboard, besides the case. I guess you still see the case, but uh, yeah. So keycaps, you know, they're kind of they're kind of important. It's what keeps your setup looking clean, right? So you have to get the like, the right keycaps that match with a your style, b your setup, uh, and just like. You know, keeping it exactly how you want it, getting that nice, ideal setup going for yourself. And uh like when it came to buy or it came time to buy the actual keycaps, I couldn't pull the trigger because this is such an important decision to make. You know, <laughs> and keycaps, decent keycaps can get pretty expensive. Uh So you know, I have to make I have to make the, the right decision so that way I don't just get crappy keycaps that I don't like. And then I'd either, A, have to spend more money getting new keycaps, or B, use the crappy keycaps I don't like, just not be happy with my board, or C, not use the keycaps, keep using the ones that I have, and then that would have been a waste of $45, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I had to like really, you know, be convinced that the keycap set that I was buying was the one that I needed to buy. Like, this is a pretty big decision for me, okay? <laughs> so I had to ask someone to help me. Like, it was that big of a decision. <laughs> but it was, it was kind of funny, because I'm like, hey. Uh, so, kind of random kind of thing. I have like, this weird hobby. I really like keyboards. So, <laughs> I need your help choosing some keycaps for my setup. <laughs> but she was down, though. She was, she was, she was, she was cool with this. She gave me some pretty solid advice, he helped me make my decision, uh, so, now, if the keyboard comes out looking bad, I could just blame her, <laughs> I could, I could blame her for leading me down the wrong path and leading me to the wrong decision, thus, removing all the fault from myself for having a janky looking keyboard, although I doubt that'll be the case, like, the, the key caps that I got, and with the pastel look, it's, it's gonna look pretty dope, so, I, I shouldn't have to blame her for this, but... Because <laughs> he's one of those things where it's like, now, see if it looks great, I'm gonna be like, yeah, it was all me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but it should also, besides just the look, it should also make the keyboard sound better. Uh, because, like, these keycaps are... Like, the walls of them are shorter. So there should be less of an echo of the sound when the keys actually bottom out. And so you know besides just improving the look I should also technically have an improved sound with the lubed switches that should sound even better it should just sound like thick you know what I'm saying like with two C's like thicker than a bad girl you know what I mean like (laughs) like this is gonna sound like real nice and thick it's gonna be good you're definitely getting a typing test well if it doesn't sound any different you're not getting a typing test (laughs) if it does sound different you'll get a typing test tomorrow and uh, you can check it out but this whole changing the keycaps thing, it kind of got me thinking earlier today uh about that like thought experiment, Could you call it a thought experiment Philosophical question, I guess you could say uh, but the the ship of Theseus, and I've talked about it before on the podcast, but you know the question is, you know when it comes to ship of Theseus, if you replace one part of a boat with a piece for another boat and you do that one piece at a time. At what point is the original boat no longer exist and you have a new boat, right? So, like, it's the same question that I was thinking about this keyboard. So, like, I've changed the internals with, you know, the foam and the modded switches and whatnot, and now I'm getting new keycaps and changing the externals. So, the only thing left on this keyboard that's from the original purchase that I made is the case that it's in. It's just that That's it. Everything else is completely different. I also changed the switches, too. From the ones that actually came with the board, yeah. So I guess also the, the PCB, the PCB plate is also technically the same, because uh, it's a hot swap plate. So, would I say that I technically have a new board? Since like there really is only one or two aspects of the keyboard that are original, and like the, the biggest aspects of the keyboard are are no longer the original, or at least soon to be no longer the original, because those are the most things you have. The most, the most components on a keyboard are the keycaps and the switches, right? Because those are all the keys you have. So if you replace all of that stuff, that's like a, that's more than half of the board that you've already replaced, right? So like the answer to this question, it has no repercussions. It doesn't really change anything, but it's just like an interesting thing to think about, right? Because the the, the same idea is explored when you think about teleportation. Right. So in the case of teleportation, you would essentially be breaking up someone on the molecular or atomic level and moving those molecules slash atoms to somewhere else and rearranging those molecules slash atoms in the same way they were before, which is the combination that makes up you, the person that was being teleported. But if you think about it, those molecules could be anything. Right? Like, like when you move the molecules, they'll interact with other molecules and atoms in the air, for one. Two, you could combine different molecules that are already in the air to create the molecule that you need to create you. So it doesn't have to be the exact same molecule from where you started that is in the exact same place where you arrived, right? Also, the atoms could be rearranged in a bunch of different ways and you'd still look the exact same, but they wouldn't be the exact same arrangement of atoms that you were before, right? So. When you think about that is that rebuilding of you actually you or just a combination of molecules and atoms that look like you but they're not really you if that makes sense if, if you think of it like in the ship of theseus point of view you know I, I think that should kind of make sense this actually this actually kind of is like a conversation that i had last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. Uh so a friend of mine, she was back in town, uh, the one that I was calling movie buddy from senior year. So yeah, she's back in town uh for a week, so we linked up on Thursday before I had to go to the rehearsals. Uh so we got some food. We were just chit chatting and as essentially every single conversation with me goes, at least every single conversation with me that I have with people that I actually enjoy talking to. <laughs> so my friends, I guess. Uh, eventually, it'll get to some like philosophical, ex- existential stuff. Like I just, my, my conversations always just end up going there because it's the type of stuff I like to talk about. Like, that's stuff that's interesting. Like that is the basis of a good conversation in my opinion. If you're talking about some like existential stuff, type of stuff that like at the end of the conversation, both parties or however, however many parties are in the conversation, leave thinking like, damn. Like, I exist, but at the same time, I don't exist. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like, like if, if, if the conversation ain't shaking your reality, is it even a conversation or just small talk? That, that's the way I see it. Uh, but, like, <laughs> I don't really remember how we even got onto this topic necessarily, but we were talking about death, and she said that she's not necessarily scared of death, but more so scared of what comes afterwards, since there's no one that's alive that can tell you what that is, like what comes after you die, right, and this is something that I've said before on the podcast, I'm sure I've mentioned it in a philosophical questions episode, Uh you know, just like, I, I personally, I, have feelings that seem like I don't fear death at all, like, death is inevitable, right, the second you're born, that means you're going to die eventually, so there, there's no point in fearing it, right, at least that's the way I see it, like, no matter what you do in this life, you're still going to die, so gotta accept that. What comes after it though, that's the mystery. And See, the mystery is what's frightening because not knowing, like if I knew what came afterwards and what came afterwards was terrible or whatever, at least I would know, right? But not knowing makes it even scarier because sure, it could be a good thing after that. It could be nothing after that. She said that she would rather it just be nothing, like, when you die, that's it, like, there's just nothing after that, uh, but, like, where I was at, I was like, I just, I couldn't, first of all, I I don't know, I can't, I can't, can't, that doesn't sit well with me, right, With just, like, having nothing afterwards, like, I feel like there's gotta be something, like, something has to happen, right, well, nothing, nothing doesn't have to happen, I tell myself something has to happen, because that's what settles my soul, because, knowing because like if there is nothing that just would make life feel pointless in my head right like it's like okay so then what am i doing like like you get what i'm saying like <laughs> like because like ah uh, if if there's just not like what am i working towards right like i could do everything on this earth and for what just to die and to enter endless void of nothingness. Yeah, I don't know. But that, that really isn't the point that I really wanted to make in relation to what I was saying previously. Uh, but what I ended up, where the conversation ended up going with that was like a little bit talk, I brought up like reincarnation or whatever. We were just talking about different possibilities, different options uh, that people have, or just like that have been brought up, you know, across a bunch of different beliefs and whatnot, and when it came to the topic reincarnation, it led to me talking about like the soul, or whatever you want to call it, if you want to call it the soul, or the ego, or whatever, uh, but essentially what I said was like, there has to be something that makes us who we are that isn't just a combination of DNA, right? Because like, there, there are things that I just can't seem to believe that four blocks of organic code You know, like, like, like that's the reason why it's the case, right? I mean, of course, like, I am no scientist, right? I'm not claiming to be a scientist, so like, I'm saying this from an uneducated perspective, right? But when I think about each individual person, like, we all have likes and dislikes, right? We there, there are certain activities that we enjoy. Uh, There's certain things that we like in a person. It's you know, there's nuance to each individual person and it's things like that where i go Like, there's no way all that stuff is just decided by dna you know what i mean like the way i see it dna makes up the physical aspects of who you are like your race your eye color your hair color your hair texture things like that but there is something else inside of you that makes you exactly who you are like as a person like like personality likes and dislikes things you find enjoyment in Right? Because, like, like, the example that I brought up when we were talking about it was like, just look at yourself, right? If I look at myself, I enjoy programming, I enjoy coding, all that stuff. At the root of it, you could say that I enjoy problem solving, right? I have a hard time believing that my love for problem solving is because of my DNA. Right? I, like, there has to be something else inside of me that makes me John, and that makes no one else. John, like like this specific John, right? It's something that can't be duplicated even in a lab. So like, if you were to make an exact copy of me, right? Adam for Adam, like I don't think that copy would act like me because it's not me, right? So like if let's say we did that in a lab in secret and then you send out that copy to hang out with my friends, I think my friends would notice that that wasn't actually me, right? Even though... Externally it would look exactly like me, Adam for Adam, but internally, like there'd be something missing, like that spark that actually makes John Calou John Calou. Right? That spark would be missing. And so that this wouldn't be John Calou, it would just be John the copy. Right? Like, like like that's just the idea, I guess, that I kind of have. You know, like, just, I don't know, it's it's so, ah, it's just so hard to, like, fathom and think about, because you can't think about humanity as a human, really, because we are bound to the limits of being human. How can you analyze a group of something if you're amongst that group yourself? How can you analyze consciousness if you're conscious, right? Like, The only way for you to get a solid analysis is to be an external observer, right? The only way that we can observe patterns of ants is because we're external observers observing the ants as a whole, as a colony. Each individual ant doesn't necessarily understand the entire pattern of what's going on, right? It it just knows what it does and knows what it has to do and it knows its surroundings and whatnot. But it doesn't understand the scope of everything that it's a part of because it's a part of it. I think of humanity the same way. We can't understand the scope of everything that we are a part of because we are a part of it, right? We can't grasp uh, like the, like the size of the universe or what could be beyond the walls of the universe because we are within the universe. So it's impossible to get a full picture of everything that's going on. So when it comes down to, like, being a human, it's, it's difficult to analyze what that means when you are a human, right? Because there's already going to be bias in there just based off of you being a conscious creature. Uh, and this, on top of that, like there's just so much that we just can't understand because we're inside of the experiment and not observing the experiment. Uh yeah, I don't know. <laughs> this isn't supposed to be a philosophical questions episode. This is like an episode of Modern Philosophy. Throwback to the original podcast, Modern Philosophy. Yeah, I never really did much with the YouTube channel like I was supposed to, just because like things got so busy and whatnot. But like in the end, Modern Philosophy became Philosophical Questions, the sub-series. So it <laughs> didn't really matter in the end. Uh, but yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, <laughs> enjoy the podcast, give it a like, give it a follow rating. All that good just let me know. That like, Of course, you do like your share with your friends because good friends give friends good things. And you want to be good friends, so give your friend a good thing. If you want to give your friend uh, a little bit of an existential crisis, give them this episode. Ask them, hey, what does it mean to be you? That's a good question to ask people, bro, because like, like, you want to talk about an icebreaker? <laughs> like, What does it mean to be you? Like I mean, because like you, you could go so many ways with that, with the, with what, how you answer that, right? Like you could answer it. Well, actually, can you? Because like I feel like the only way you could answer that would be to define what is the soul, right? To define what makes you you, your personality, likes and dislikes, uh, the the just the way you interact with things, the way you view the world, your perspective. Like those are the things that make you. You, if you ask someone that question, like that would, that's an icebreaker right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you follow me on social media is at Gal that I had on the IGs, and is always 8am Eastern, same time, same place, every single day. I hope you've an absolutely amazing day. As always, stay hydrated, drink plenty of water, don't overwork yourself, get a little bit of rest today. All right, all right. See you tomorrow.